Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Stephen Lawson, president of One Passion Ministries. And four times a week, I teach through a portion of scripture to encourage you in your Christian walk. Join me now for this brief devotion in God's Word. Welcome to Steadfast Hope. I'm Steve Lawson, joined by Kent Stainback, and we are coming to you from the iconic Herb's House Coffee. That's good. Herb's Coffee House. Herb's House Coffee. Herb's House Coffee. Okay, so there you have it right here. And uh, we've got a great study in store, don't we? Get it. This is get it. this is not going to be a decaf study, no, no, Kent. No, no, no. no, this is right. going to be a double shot. This is going to be serious. This is going to be serious. This is not a latte, okay? So we are in Revelation two and verse thirteen. Title of this devotion is Satan's Throne. So let me read the verse, Kent. J- Jesus is the speaker. He's addressing the church at Pergamum, and he says, "I kn- I know where you dwell." Where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast my name, and did not deny my faith even in the days of Antipas, my witness, my faithful one, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. Kent, what this is saying is there are some cities that are just extremely wicked, and behind that wickedness is a dark, sinister power known as the devil. And the devil is not everywhere present, but he has demons that are everywhere present. And Pergamum was a city where the devil had set up his headquarters, had set up shop, and was perpetrating all kinds of uh, persecution against the church, as well as trying to infiltrate the church and spread his heresies and his lies and his compromise. And I know there's two dangers as it relates to spiritual warfare. On one side are people who see a devil behind every every bush and anything that goes wrong in the church, well, you know, that was the devil. On the other extreme is to deny that there's any satanic activity. And we need to be reminded that we, as believers, live on the front line of spiritual warfare. In Ephesians 6, we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in the heavenly places. And this church in Pergamum was really having to fight the devil head on. And and what it says here, Jesus is saying, I know right where you live. I know the battle in which you find yourself as you live in the midst of this godless culture and this wicked society. And Jesus refers to it as Satan's throne. And at the end of this verse, he says, where Satan dwells. And so the devil is is prowling about like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour, 1 Peter 5, 6, in, in in this passage. And he says this to encourage the believers that I know what you're up against and I know the battle in which you, you, you are fighting. And in the midst of that, he commends them, Kent, for holding fast my name. Uh, they are not loosening their grip on the gospel and their, and, their, and their testimony by and large. I mean, we will find out in our next study that there were, there were those in the church that were compromising. But big picture, this church was holding fast 
to their Christian confession and did not deny uh, the gospel and the Lord Jesus Christ. He says, even in the days of Antipas, who was martyred. Now, we're not told who Antipas was. Most probably, he was a spiritual leader in the church. And most probably, I think it would be safe to say, he, he probably was the, the teaching pastor in the church, the visible target. And so when he stood up to preach and the world heard what all he was saying as he was confronting sin, he, he was a target for the world to come after. And they, they put him to death. He paid a high price uh, for his Christian testimony. But Jesus refers to him as my faithful one. And he held fast uh, to the gospel in very difficult days. And so, Kent, I think this speaks volumes to us today. There, there's a sense in which every large city, you and I live in Dallas, Texas, every large city um, has a, a satanic influence, an ungodly influence in it. And we are no different than other large cities. And, and we must remain faithful and not cave in to the pressures that, that come from the world and this is a message for every church in, in every place, Kent, that we must remain faithful, whatever price that it would require of us. And uh, I, as one who stand up in front of our church at Trinity Bible Church and preach the Word of God, I mean, the time may come when there will be a red laser on my forehead, but that's, that's all right. We must remain faithful to the one who's called us. So, Kent, we need to talk about this. You know, I heard uh, your friend Sinclair Ferguson say something recently, and he was at your house last night. Yeah, he was. It's it was amazing. pretty good All dinner. the way from Scotland, right? Yeah. Uh, but he said something like, um, uh, this is the prince of this world is Satan, and anytime he loses ground to the church— He's always trying to take it back. Yeah. He's trying to take, he doesn't like giving up ground to the church. Yeah. And so um, you just mentioned that, but do you agree with that statement that Satan, he's not coming in a, in a red suit and a pitchfork. <laughs> yeah. No, but I he totally is, agree. he is, he, he doesn't like uh, the ground that the church has taken and he's going to fight back and try to take it back. Absolutely. And he will oppose the church that is most committed to the Word of God, yeah. most committed to fidelity and, and purity. Right. That's the church he's going to come after. Right. And so how does that, how does Satan, give us some examples, Steve. You've been, you've been, you know, preacher and uh, pastor for nearly 50 years. Give us examples of how he comes after uh, and, and we need to be aware of Satan's devices. Yeah. That's what you're yeah. saying. Give us some examples of Satan's devices oh, in, in the church. I, I, I have faced it head on, Kent. Yeah. Uh, first of all, he sows tares among the wheat, mm -hmm. and he places unbelievers inside the church. And they look like believers. And they look like believers, and they confess to be believers, and they may have met with the elders and given their testimony but it was just all talk. There was no reality behind it. And then once they get into the church, they have an agenda. And they want to use their influence to reshape and reconfigure uh, the church. And um, from the inside is the greatest danger that any church faces. It starts from the inside. It starts from the inside. Wow. Greatest danger. Because it's unsuspecting. It's, it's unsuspecting. 
and someone says they're a Christian and whatever, and the next thing you know, here they are in a pew next to you, and they have now influence inside the church. There's also Satan attacks from the outside, okay. and he brings persecution from the outside. And, and um, you know, I was all last week, and you were there with me at Grace Community Church in Los Angeles. Man, that, that church has been under the attack of the devil, and they have stood strong, um, and the government... Uh, both locally and statewide, has, has been against that church. And I, there are many churches that, that face government opposition, uh, persecution from the community, uh, restraints uh, being put upon them, and the devil's behind that. And I think one other way is, is also spreading heresy um, into a church. And sometimes it comes through just listening to the radio, listening to Christian television, uh, various means, that message worms its way into the, into the lives of members in the church, and they, they gullibly buy into it and begin to spread it as they talk to other people inside the church, as if that's true. So all of those things, and, and, and there are more. I think of Ananias and Sapphira oh, yeah. uh, in Acts chapter 5, and and. And Peter has to say, why has Satan filled your heart to lie against the Holy Spirit? And, and so the devil will even perpetrate lies coming from the mouth of believers inside a church. Have you ever seen uh, believers and leaders in a church uh, maybe get sideways over little things or misunderstandings and those things feed and will cause a breakup, yes. maybe a small, you know, non-essential issue. Has that happened? Oh, my word, Kent. I, I've, I, I, I walk with a limp. Yeah. I mean, I, I have gone through so many of these. I, I've been sitting at lunch where the elders are having lunch together, and one elder gets so frustrated and upset. He, I mean, he just, like, stands up and walks out, and I'm out of the church. Um, I, I have had an, uh, a leader in the church threaten me that if I preach the next verse, then he's going to leave the church. And I said, you just guaranteed I'll preach the next verse. And that's the last I've ever seen of him. Uh, I've had coups from within the pastoral staff try to rise up and put me out of wow. the church by, right. you know, coming together and, and their influence against me. Uh, yes, I, I have seen it, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah, but it's ultimately a self-centered agenda and not a God-centered, Godward agenda. Absolutely it is. And, and seeking to have your own way yeah. uh, in a church rather than yielding to the other men and really yielding to the Word of God, yeah. quite frankly, in the head of the church, Jesus Christ. It's a selfish ambition. So we just need to be aware of them. We, 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 we do. We do. And here, Satan's throne, he's going to be on the march. He's going to be on the advance. He's going to be like a hungry lion seeking to, to poke his nose and his jaws into the life of a church and devour um, people. So... I'm not certain, <clears throat> excuse me, how all this connects with you and applies to you, but you need to have discernment. You need to have your spiritual antenna up. You need to be aware 
that the devil himself will, will be coming against churches that take a stand for the Lord Jesus Christ. And you need to stand with Christ and not yield the high ground of commitment to sound doctrine and pure living. Well, God bless you. Thank you for joining us for Steadfast Hope. Cannot wait to see you our next, for our next broadcast. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode of Steadfast Hope. If this was helpful to your Christian walk, please leave us a review wherever you listen to this show. And if you want to connect on social media, I can be found at Dr. Stephen J. Lawson or at One Passion Ministries. Thank you for listening, and I hope you will join me again for the next episode of Steadfast Hope.